0: I mean, one one of the really interesting things, um, J W T inside the agency physically there was a supermarket, and and they they ran a supermarket, um, so people had direct experience, uh, and also um, I think it was somebody like BP or one of, one of the big oil companies required the agency to run. A service station you know and, wow, and okay. people um, thats
1: hardcore research isn't it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah
0: yeah and and people had to spend a certain amount of time <laughs> <laughs> to actually you know be run, well, running running uh, which i mean i thought that was a really good um principle yeah. that the agency people had first-hand experience of their clients
1: business Real People is produced by Square Holes, an agency conducting and publishing customized explorative research on key consumer markets, customers, and population segments. Square Holes also provides associated consulting and support to ignite positive business and social behaviour change. Visit SquareHoles.com for more. Radio, hello there. My name is Jason Dunstone, and welcome to Real People where we interview average and not-so-average people, academics, researchers and leading thinkers to help us better understand what real people believe and how they behave. Today, Professor David Corkindale takes us back to the pioneering days of marketing. David is Emeritus Professor of Marketing Management at the University of South Australia. We go back to David's boyhood in a small town in the UK, his early career when marketing was largely unknown, and we hear about David's time working in advertising in London during the crazy and exciting Mad Men era. This is a wonderful journey through a very successful career from UK to Australia and from the commercial world to universities and how the landscape has changed so much for the better and sometimes for the worse, and lessons for the future of marketing and beyond. Such a pleasurable conversation of a life well spent a journey through time of changing moods and minds, and David's current research focus on product placement in TV and film. Let's not waste a moment. On with the show. Hit it! That's what I'm talking about! Wait! Okay now, from the beginning... Thank you so much uh David for joining us today. I'm going to start off right back at the beginning like we do in all these interviews. Mm-hmm. What were you like as a young boy?
0: <laughs> um I <clears throat> my my I lived in a small very small town in rural England. Yeah. Um my parents were um figures in the community. My mother was a school teacher and my father was um the registrar and anyway, they they had a position in. So
1: you said they were feeders. Is that what did you say they were? They they were what in the community? They
0: they they, they were somewhat yeah leaders. Leaders in the, the community, local, sorry. yeah in the local community. That that, that I automatically um, was was a, a fairly confident yeah. <laughs> person because you know without think, thinking about it and. uh and, and also, I've, I've always been a favourite of being involved with small things. I, I, in, in it, um, you, you can become somebody that when I went to university, I went to, uh, it only had 1500, students which seems extraordinary these days but it meant you you could you know i would never done fencing in yeah. my life so i thought oh i'd try that yeah, and in yeah. the second year i was in the the university team because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of a lot of competition and the same with where with growing up um I, I was in the the soccer team the town soccer yeah. team thing things like that so um <clears throat> However, when I went to university, I, I always did well at school and things mm-hmm. like that. I suddenly um, became aware that, that there were other people who were brighter than me <laughs> and, and, and also in, in some, some fields better than me. And that, that, that was not, a, not exactly a shock but, mm. but it was probably good good, good so for the sense. That some,
1: you're, so did you have a sense as a young boy, let's say an eight, mm-hmm. ten, eight nine, ten-year-old boy, that your parents were leaders in the community? Is that...? Oh, um, or, or strong in the community, well known in the community. They
0: they, they well known. Well, I mean, I, I I didn't particularly think. I mean, in later life, I realised that, but I just just automatically um, assumed that you know we'd get invited to things. And yeah. um,
1: uh, so, what did so, your father do and your mother do?
0: Um, my mother was was a, a school, say, yeah. school teacher. She took the final year at, the, at, at when people were 11 which in the uk at the time was important because there was an exam at the end of the 11 year and you either went yeah. to a grammar school or, or you didn't um and and she she was a very good tennis player and was involved in local politics and things like that and <clears throat> and my father was in the public service in that and had a uh, yeah, Local governmental... Like, yeah, 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 had a sort of position. In a small town, um, uh, you know, there wasn't a lot... A, 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 people weren't anonymous. In fact, there was a family in the, in the town where this small town where I live who were known as the thieves. <laughs> And and they 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 almost you know had a had a posi- position you know if anything got stolen the police went round to their house you know <laughs> and got it back and things like that you know and that that was their role in society
1: <laughs> like having the court is it like what's it called the, having the court jester or the, um, the
0: yeah 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 so uh, in a way it was probably nice growing up in in such a, a, a town where where everybody was mostly respected, you know, had a role and were known and um, things like that. Was there there a sense of class?
1: class? Was there a sense of where you sat in society? Well,
0: there probably was, but um, I, because I was unconsciously sort of in, in such that there was in the upper style, there was a family who were very, very clearly the top club they owned a clothes factory and <clears throat> i remember my parents saying that when they first moved to this town if one of these people in their car drove down the high street people touched their caps yeah, and okay. and and um that was so they they were they were in a you know they that were the, the, point the, triangle, yeah, yeah. Oh, the point of the triangle yeah oh absolutely and then it then it it um, cascaded down for that but there was not a. If, I mean, those days everybody had a job, and um, uh, as far as I was aware, there wasn't wasn't poverty or anything. It was quite it was quite a nice. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I feel fortunate to yeah. have grown up. You said
1: you got, there, there were functions and parties that you get invited to. Is that is
0: um, right? yeah. yes, yes, or social or, gatherings. Or? Yeah, social gatherings, and I, and I think yeah, my my parents were in that. That, you know, the um, tennis parties and things like that. But my parents were in their amateur dramatics, you know, and thing, things. Like. Yeah, they, they, they did things, which, which, which again, was probably uh, a good, in a way, model yeah. for, for me. What um, town was that? It was called Haverhill. It was on the Essex-Suffolk border. Cambridge yeah. was the nearest big town. Big How big town. was it at the time? Um, it's about two and a half thousand. You yeah, know, okay. small, small. Um, what was your
1: school like? You said you were good at school. You went to um, that school. What, what
0: was your school like? Um, big... Yeah, I I went about about ten percent of people um, aged eleven got creamed off and went to a grammar school. I was fortunate one one of those, um, uh, and there the class would uh, be thirty. And um, I I used to come third, um, and in some subjects (laughs) first. Um, And yeah, that that sort of added to one's one's confidence. Um, But but again, that was you know everything was very personal. You know, all the teachers knew you uh, knew knew. And the grammar school was in your town as well. No, no, it was eighteen miles away. So So they had to get there on on a bus yeah. <laughs> um an hour there and an hour back every every day but <clears throat> that automatically later um in the town because you were a grammar school person you you were um seen as uh, different and um the i I never, there were never any derogatory remarks i think people respected respected you um but um <clears throat> looking back, the, those that didn't go to the grammar school were somewhat automatically, possibly for the rest of their lives, you know, they were um, going to be less successful yeah. um, and that probably wasn't good for them.
1: Yeah. Um, so, did, so going to grammar school or not going to grammar school, looking back at the mm-hmm. time you, you were just existing in that life, was it? Was it financial? Was it academic? Was it was it class? How, how, how did you how, how do you sort of think that who, uh, who went to the yes, grammar school and who did Yes,
0: didn't? I mean it, it. was a tremendous opportunity for for people, if you like, in all walks of society. Um, in that, if you were academically capable, you could get creamed off, mm. and uh, that was the gateway to. Uh, a good career, mm-hmm. a good good professions. I mean, people from very um, ordinary families, you know, became yeah, doctors okay. and things like that through through that route.
1: Yeah. Um, so that test at school or the like, sort of, to, mm-hmm. to know that you, you you do have some aptitude.
0: Academically, yeah, uh, you know. yes 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 i mean the uh subsequently the attempt to make those who didn't go to the grammar school but went to another um school um different if you like opportunities for them um how how successful that that that's been i mean it's a bit like to be honest i i think universities in in this country the fact that they're all trying to be the same, and some are seen as more mm. elite than others. I think is a, is a shame in that um, there there are there are different need different people have different needs in terms of their development and education. Um, I, I I when I I came to South Australia to to join the South Australian Institute of Technology, mm. which which I I I liked its mission and it and its role and it was different to Adelaide University. I, I so met, did you
1: come to um, South uh, Australia direct from the UK? Yes, yes,
0: yes, yes. yes. Two two um more or less head up um marketing uh, at the Institute of Technology. And then
1: What was their vision then? So if you No,
0: yeah, well very, very very much um to serve industry if you like um, in a, in a in a direct practical way I remember speaking to the head of one of the um, computer companies here in in Adelaide at the, at the time and he said every year he hired six six marketing graduates from the Institute of Technology and one economics graduate from Adelaide and he said the people that came from the Institute to techn- on day one knew how to do yeah. a marketing job, yeah. and it took them a year to get the economics graduates <laughs> to yeah. to understand business and how things are but, but but I thought yeah that's fine you know there, there are two, so two the theoretical roles.
1: versus practical yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: and and there's a place and a need for yeah. both but um and progressively over time it, what subsequently became University of South Australia, you know, in a way, has its mission is to be, become like Adelaide yeah, University. Isn't with, that interesting? With, isn't or, or that, you know, it could be seen as that. And for a lot of the, the time, that clearly was the uh, um, the aim. Mm. And, and th- that's not what yeah. I, th- I think the community wants yeah, or needs. Isn't uh, that interesting? But... but um, Unfortunately, I mean, circumstances to some degree drive that in that <clears throat> um, the, the research output brings money from the government and to some degree
1: the criteria... How the system's rewarded, isn't it? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, you know, quite naturally, people running an institution do what the um, requirements uh, whoever's paying mm. or setting the uh, criteria... Yeah. You, you, um,
1: we do a lot of we do a fair bit of education work and, and, and both um, from early childhood, mm. primary school, high school, and, and into universities. And it is an, it is an interesting one at school? So a lot of the parents will say, or even the students will say that they want to know well that school stands for that and that school stands for that. Mm. And, that, and, that mm. and that's not always an easy. Thing. Some schools do that really well, and other schools not so much. Mm. And at a university level, the question goes in is it is it easy? Like laws becoming. Relatively homogenous. That yep. more universities offer, say, something like law than than mm. than there was was many years ago. So that, things like that were not, not. laws, will mm. be just one example, mm. but sort of <clears throat> universities becoming, yeah, potentially more homogenous. But back in the UK, you're obviously an academic in the UK, were you? Certainly?
0: No, no, no. I, um, I, one of the, the one thing I re- regret in my life <laughs> is I I did chemistry at university not through any great conviction or or interest but by, almost by a process of elimination and i t- i mean as t- t- an illustration of how motivation and interest I- is so important in education um I, I fortunately when i left i did go for some interviews to get a job as a cabinet and didn't get any of them, fortunately, because yes. I don't think I've been very good at... So were at they
1: it. the subjects that you were interested in at school? Not... Some aptitude I, I,
0: I went... It, you had to choose. You either went down um, a sort of an, an arts um, direction or a science. So I did maths, physics and chemistry. And then when you went to... Uh, that i would have to do one of those three yeah and my, my maths work wasn't good enough to do physics or maths so i did chemistry so, uh, really um uh and and <clears throat> anyway i fortunately got it got a job as as a management trainee okay. with a, with a company called vitamins limited and it's my chemistry background that got me that job and um <clears throat> i i discovered um, but, by a project that i that I did, something called Operational research, um, which is sort of applying maths to business problems, and um, saw that that was uh, it was growing at the time and, and seemed to be really interesting and worthwhile so I m- managed to get to do a, a master 's degree in that, and then, from that, I went and worked in industry doing that for quite a number of well for a number what of kind years. of organizations did you work. Um <clears throat> I worked for an inch steel and engineering company. And how I discovered marketing <laughs> when mm. when I was
1: young was marketing a thing? Was marketing a
0: it's a word I never heard. I worked for this big engineering steel company, multi-million dollar turnover. The, the sales manager came to work on a bicycle and had two people in his office. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, but in those, this was the mid-60s, early mid-60s. Demand still was greater than supply. Okay. And so the emphasis, all the work I did as an operational research person was on improving the efficiency of production. Um, and saving money on product, but production was the objective. Mm.
1: Um, occasionally, production to to service the demand. Yeah, really. yeah, the, yeah, demand's yeah there, the, the, the demand's the there, yeah. so the issue's not about
0: selling the product. To some, and... yeah. So who who marketing was never 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 mentioned. Mm. However, towards the end of my time there, there was a big project set up to to develop a new steelworks, and as probably still the case today that way down the line and you know and all the design and things being done somebody somewhere said uh, where's all this steel this extra steel gonna go so oh we better have somebody look at the market and i got drafted in to look at the market and if you like justify the fact that was all this extra mm. steel and um i i realized that Um, all the other steelworks were working under capacity. So if there was yet more demand, they could actually fulfil it. And and when I'd looked at the numbers and things like that, and I went to see the the head of this um, uh, team that was developing and and more or less said that to him, and I I said, if we assume that the others will just increase output, then there isn't really any need for this new steelway. And he looked at me and he said, let's not assume that. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I learned <laughs> that um, you... Uh,
1: Even um, with the best evidence, they can yeah, say yeah, no. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Is that right? And, 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 but but I, I was part of the team... And they 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 were hell bent on developing this new steelworks. Therefore, I, I would be a team player, and I would, in my my report on the where the steel was all going to, I would not mention the fact that probably the others, if they increased their or fulfilled their capacity, could meet it anyway. Anyway, anyway, um, but that alerted me to this thing called marketing, you know. Limited sort of way, and I thought, ah, that's a secret to life. I should get into this.
1: So, where did you come across marketing? Just well, when when I was doing
0: this project and I had to look at markets, uh, there was this thing called marketing. Um, So, I decided that I needed to know more about that, um, and and I got myself a job in London in an ad agency, naively equating marketing to advertising. Mm. Um, And uh, so I worked in in advertising agencies in London for a few years, which was great because it was still the Mad Men time.
1: Uh, What agencies did you work with? I worked
0: for BBDO and J. Walter Thompson. Um, I, I actually was made redundant from the only time in my life I made redundant at BBDO. They lost four major accounts, fairly close, and a mysterious man came over from the States, sat in an office <laughs> some days, and then we were all summoned to the presentation room, and there was a new organizational chart, and I wasn't on it.
1: <laughs> That's a nice I, way to I, tell you.
0: <laughs> along along with while it, while he was talking, people looking at this chart and there were people whispering, so and so's not there, so-and-so's not there. Um, um and uh, fortunately, I'd got to know the people who did what I was doing, sort of operational research in ad agencies, um, at JEWT. And um, I told them that uh, I was not going to be working at BBDO. And and they say, oh, Rachel's leaving. Why don't you come and work for us? Mm-hmm. Which was absolutely fantastic because mm-hmm. I got to work on really big Accounts, you know, like Guinness and Kit Kat and those yeah, sorts of wow. things um, mainly it was doing studies to justify advertising to show how effective it was for um big 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 clients yeah. so and wow. um <clears throat> a, a study was being set up at a business school um about 20 um big um Companies got together and said, "We want to crack this issue of measuring the effectiveness of advertising. Here's a bag of money. Do a study for us." And I got headhunted to um, be in, in that to to run that. Yeah. So that's how I got into academia by sort of um, accident, if you like. Yeah. Um, I had no um, initial um, intentions to be an academic, and initially. I I just did this um study for 3 years yeah. and then gradually got asked to teach what the findings were of the, of the study yeah. um and That's evolved into a business school. Yeah. And I didn't have to but fortunately I, I did. in my spare time I did a PhD which, which was I was in the right environment and I was able to use quite a lot of the data that we were collecting anyway in connection with the, the main project. Um, I mean, subsequently, that's become uh, an essential mm. qualification to be in a university. But for a long, long while, it wasn't, particularly in business schools, yeah. but very much is, yeah. is now. The,
1: the, the agencies you were working for, were they, mm. obviously some of them you mentioned, they, they were at a global level. <laughs> you have did you have a sense at that time because it was obviously way before the internet that that you were operating that the agencies were operating on a global level or were you the, the, very the, much the, of a sense but, of where it where focused on the local market
0: um, <clears throat> not, both of those were very much you um, you know us owned and people came over from the, the states um, the, now and that was that was great because um, they, they brought new ideas, new, new techniques and things, things like that, particularly on the, on the research side because they had big research yes. departments. So it was more about um, when somebody from, say, the oh, US yeah, yeah. would visit yeah.
1: and then you'd have those cross-geographic yeah. yeah. learnings rather yeah. than... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. 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 Um, and, and some of the, the clients were international as, as well.
1: So if you're uh, working for a, a, a... The agency was working for a brand that had a global market... Would he be working at a consistent level for that brand across those markets, or was it very <coughs> localized? To be,
0: to be honest, I I I wasn't involved. You know, I wasn't an account person. But
1: um, the agency's yeah, overall, do you yeah, that yeah, market?
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, one one of the really interesting things, um, JWT inside the agency physically, there was a supermarket, and and they they ran a supermarket, um, so. People had direct experience, uh, and also um, I think it was somebody like BP or one of, one of the big oil companies required the agency to run a service station. You know, and, wow! And okay. people—that's um,
1: hardcore research, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, and and people had to spend a certain amount of time okay. <laughs> to actually, you know, be run, yeah, running, a, which, fascinating. I mean, I thought that was a really good um principle yeah. that the agency people had firsthand experience of their clients' b- yeah. business. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether that exists. But clearly that,
1: that, the budgets must have been large enough to oh, oh, sustain, oh, yeah, yeah, set up your own yeah, service yeah. stage. And yeah. All, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I presume maybe the, the, um, oil company paid for the yeah. agency staff to run, but think that, you know those there were innovative yeah, things yeah. going on in those, those days. Some of which I suspect have been lost yeah. as as you know budgets. That's uh, right. A, a, a and we
1: talk about you mentioned the very much the Mad Men
0: mm, era, mm, and for mm. many
1: of our listeners. Mad Men is probably is the is the the TV, TV series yeah. with Don Draper in it. But what what was the Mad Men era like?
0: Uh, oh, it, Have it's, actually when, been in when, it? when I you know seen the Mad Men episode, I, I, I to, you know totally relate to. Is, is, the, it, is the, it pretty accurate? Oh, it was like yeah, okay. it was like that. I remember the first when I joined um, BBDA on the first day, I was taken around, um, and introduced to people. And I'd come from working in a steel steelworks in the north of England, and I was introduced to the art director, and I'd never seen anything like it. His office ha- had yellow leather furniture, which you know this is in the late sixties. A uh, 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 carpet, you know, this this yeah, thick. Carpet, that I think yeah. was a shade of pink, and, <laughs> and and he he was dressed like somebody I'd never. <laughs> seen before uh, uh, and um yeah Did they wear it, ties
1: exactly
0: I, the the big what really impressed me was everybody was on first name terms you know even the yeah. the the um, art director or, or the um everybody whereas i'd come from um where you called people above you mister and so forth mm-hmm. so it was mm-hmm. very informal yeah, yeah. um and and they, it, it it was fun actually yeah. and
1: and fun it, in what way just
0: what, what, what? It, um it was it was a nice atmosphere
1: um, did you feel it was creative
0: i i mean one of the the, the um the head of JWT at, at the time you know said my door is open you know i want anybody and i couldn't help feeling that you know even the people who were and the production people and things like that um, it, anybody who had a good idea you know it could get through, and you were encouraged whereas where it come from, you know manufacturing industry terribly, terribly formal you know you wouldn't have dared mm. uh, uh, suggest an idea to People mm-hmm. above you, it just so wasn't a flash your structure. Role.
1: It yeah. A uh, yeah, structure, yeah, yeah, right? it was
0: very, very yeah. Yeah, in that sense, very, very progressive, yeah. But, but also, you know, people went out to lunch, um, and sometimes never came back <laughs> in the afternoon, and yeah. and uh, uh, yeah, there was it was, yeah, it's a, a very, right. um. Yeah, it was a, a nice nice atmosphere, a cre- in a way a creative atmosphere or, or a, a, a very communal atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So almost like, yeah, like an environment that encourages innovation that we, yeah. in some ways, yeah. nowadays we kind of feel like we've invented, but in, in many ways it was perhaps yeah. around the, the, many, many decades ago, so in those in those sectors anyway, so yeah, maybe not yeah, other sectors.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah, And I think that's when, you know, very much ad agencies sort of led and and I did the marketing for quite a lot of clients be, because I think they were more um, they they were more educated in in business I think and particularly the international agencies you know whether. Educated lot,
1: at uni level it, it, and.
0: It, yeah, it, yeah, uh, yes, that, <clears throat> and because they were thinkers and encouraged to <clears throat> to. The, you know, uh, <clears throat> I remember the, the market research manager for SO petrol at, at the time in the UK. He he wrote papers and went to market research conferences all the time and clearly um was encouraged and enabled to do to do that. Yeah. And um <clears throat> um but and then would visit the agency and talk to the account planning people um and you know, and they and they, they wrote papers and, yeah, okay. and things like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a a very very um, very in, you know, it was energetic, yeah, but yeah. In, a, in a positive. And it was that
1: obviously the the budget seemed to be there for good creative work. Is that right? The, the money was there. If you if you were creative, the money was there. Yes,
0: yeah. yes. As I say, I think in those times, agencies led the clients. In other words, the, the clients trusted them and. Um, But, I mean, marketing was, in in the um, sort of planning and strategy sense, was, was, I think, emerging. You know, we're moving from uh, um, demand greater than supply to um, demand equaling supply, and and therefore the need for marketing, you know, to... to, find markets for for clients and to find new That's opportunities wrong. and all that sort of thing was emerging. And the, yeah. the need for somebody to be doing that, to be looking at yeah. the marketplace much more than had been the case. Yeah. And many
1: organisations were recognising that creative and, and agencies looking had for, that skill yeah. that we needed. Yeah, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. were, we're um, appreciating, I think, that these these people can help, yeah. help us.
1: Um, when but, I look at things like Mad, the, the show Mad Men and one of the... That always strikes me is the power of a good strong pitch, but it sounds like they, that a lot of it was based on trust. But it was you can see Don Draper p- pitching that idea, and he was able to kind of bring his clients to tears. And yeah. I'd want to buy that pitch. But did you?
0: Was I, there I,
1: a, is there like was there a like a skill that came from about?
0: Early on at BBDO, one of the we we had a, a wine company um, or a company that had wine shops around, and um, we had a, a meeting with them. And one of their people um, said something, um, raised a question, and as soon as he said it, I realised, oh, you know, we'd, we'd done some work for this this client, and I project or something. As soon as he asked this question, I thought, oh, yes, of course, you know, we should have looked at that. Our account director, though, just took control and explained to all of us why that was interesting, but it but it wasn't relevant, more or less. Mm-hmm. And as he was speaking, you know, I was carried along, but I, but, but I kept thinking, no, no.
1: He's making <laughs> he, stuff up. <laughs> well, well, not
0: so much that. You know, he, he was convincing me, all, you know, but my sixth sense, said, Hang on, wait. I can't win. Anyway, and the clients, you know, accepted that and they went away happy. Immediately after they'd gone, he summoned us all and he laid into us. Why hadn't we?
1: Yeah, okay. And uh,
0: and and also we got to work on that issue, that question. And then next time we had a meeting with a client, our account director introduced this issue as our idea. And and I thought, hang on, no. <laughs> but he was so good at, at mm. on his feet. And you know, so quick thinking and eloquent, and and you know, the the Don yeah. Drape, yeah. they 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 existed. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, but it's an interesting point yeah. because Andrew Kelly, we also mm-hmm. interviewed for the podcast, uh, talked about um, the importance. Great creative ideas come from great from strong client relationships, and even what you're saying yeah. there yeah. is that there's that trust that we build up a relationship, a trust. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I, I don't necessarily need to talk about sort of how it compares today, but sort of what what do you think are the building blocks of an agency? Sort of you learned from back in the sixties of building client trust.
0: Well, I, I mean they 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 it, they had a vested interest in the client being successful, yeah. uh, you know. So that that you know there wasn't any. Question that we were, you know, just out to con them or anything like that. It, it was we need to understand their business possibly better than them in or, in order to help them develop their business. Yeah. Um,
1: so, what was in it for them? Obviously, the work was there, but in the, you know, it for them because if they sold more units, they yeah, spend more advertising. Yes. That, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I think that. I mean, it was never particularly um enunciated or, or elaborated but but i think it was just assumed that everybody understood that and um and and also um it, to some degree it gave you the freedom to do interesting things you know if if they 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 trusted you yeah. um you could to some degree spend their money exploring some new product some yeah, new, new new idea um and that that's why it was yeah it was from my observation it was a, a good um atmosphere but p- particularly jwt which was at the time be- the biggest and um um you 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 could d- d- develop ideas and and also there was, was long term thinking I, I remember um learning that a couple of people had been given uh, a, a project to win a particular big client, and I said to, Mark, to my my boss, but that you know that they already have an agency why why, why spend money and he said, um, in the fullness of time clients fall out with their agency and then they they seek a new new mm-hmm. one. those two people will get to know their marketing people and invite them over things at the agency and if it takes two years three years fine but as and when they come to choose a new agency they'll get they'll have a short list and people will make a pitch and when they come to deciding who to who to choose to some degree probably all the agencies on their short list can do good work for Mm -hmm. them and then they'll think What's it going to be like working with these? They already know us, they know we're nice people, <laughs> mm. and so they you know'll we, we'll have that extra um to offer as mm. it were the security that it's there's not going to be any difficulties, whereas if they choose an agency they don't know terribly much about mm. there's a risk that it won't work out and, yeah, yeah, okay. and um that they could afford to do that, but yeah. but again, there was a, a good lesson in in um, understanding the client. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not just the technical capability; it's the, the ability to work with and people and, and the relation but, yeah. you know, the relationships. Yeah. And Andrew
1: talked a lot about Andrew Kelly talked about about that kind of area too, about digging deeper into the business and mm. and what their business drivers are, and it's mm. very very mm. similar mm. There. Yeah, the so, role. I mean, mm. I've been interested in your conversation around. The role that research plays, so there wasn't a there wasn't a sense of us and them but there was the research and then the creatives was it you sounded like the role or, or was there
0: um I think as in in any organisation, to some degree there's personalities yeah <laughs> that um, I, I, I at jwt I was in this um, uh, small unit that was sort of a specialist um, uh, statistical analysis if you like and modeling um, and the the um, there was a certain amount of think of not exactly animosity but but uh, between my boss and the head of the account planning who did the market research it sort of came under account planning um, i did, I think they 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 were into, if you like, qualitative research, whereas we most definitely weren't. You know, we were just numbers mm. people. So I think there was a an element of, ah, um, uh, yeah, we, it's, we were slightly rivals in that we'd do statistical analysis for a client, and they'd do possibly some qualitative and the like
1: focus groups on the yeah like yeah thing.
0: and and the 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 conclusions might be um different yeah okay. <laughs> um and and i mean that that the, never came to a point where the client knew there was a divergence of opinion inside the agency but um uh, <clears throat> uh yeah so in that in that sense um the, the the everything wasn't wasn't all, uh, but that's probably good in that, yeah. you know having different views on a on a marketing problem, should we say? Yeah. Um,
1: so that conflict is not necessarily bad. It's
0: conflict. Yeah. It, and yeah. different it, it opinions has, sort yeah. of comes it,
1: to a good solution, and mm, not, it didn't, mm, doesn't mm, necessarily mm, get to the client. What mm, about yeah. from a creative a creative and research, whether it's qualitative and quantitative? But then mm. then the creative sides who who are Developing the campaigns or even the account management, of going to the clients, did they trust research?
0: Um, I th- I th- it was uh, um, re- research was certainly at JWT was was very much respected, and, and almost as far as I could see, um, the driver um, of of um, understanding the. Um, the, the client's business the the consumers and things like that in a, in other words that that was where now the 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 fine you know the, 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 the creative element in the advert um was up to the creative people but i, I think i think some of them were cynical about <laughs> yeah. about research but at least they they were well informed um about uh who, who the customers were and what yeah, their okay. lifestyle and all those yeah. sorts of things. So it was most so, of the work
1: you did uh, on a like a like a measuring the impact of the the ad uh, work, uh, uh, or, uh, or was uh, it pre campaign to help inform the strategy? Or no,
0: no, it, it was uh, certainly a lot of it was after the, the campaign in order to. Um, uh, demonstrate the the um outcome the the favorable outcome and a certain amount of what i would call market modeling um that 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 helped um someday probably um justify the budget you know showing mm. that the uh, in a in a macro way in the in the marketplace that those who were spending um a certain proportion of their... Revenue on supporting the market were were doing better. So not only looking at the club, but look, looking at a category yeah, and, okay. and doing those sorts of so studies. accessing
1: data about campaign spend across yeah, yeah that yes category.
0: and and the you know how market share was related or appeared to be related yeah. to the effort you were putting into the yeah. market, not only in advertising but in in other other ways yeah. in, in in terms of other forms of promotion and yeah. um, even. Um, yeah, pricing and things, things like we, we, we're attempting to do so you that might get sort into, of modeling.
1: Like, would you get into innovation, like sort of if they're looking at a new product and how do we price this? And is, is... yeah,
0: yeah, I, I, I remember um, uh, uh, Johnson's wax were 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 a client, actually a BBDO, and there was something called Mister Sheen from Rickett and Coleman that was starting to take market share, mm. and so they 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 wanted. To have an identical product to to Mr. Sheen, um, we we in the agency initially didn't realise that they came to us and said we we're going to have this new polish and we want a name and um, come up with a name. So so we uh, did ve- various. Um, th- th- what surprised me was pictures of spray polish with different names on when shown to samples of ladies had per- perceived different attributes you know this this name ha- would would have a better shine than this this other mm-hmm. name <laughs> purely by showing people um uh, a photograph you know and they weren't weren't able mm-hmm. to test it or anything like that anyway um we, we came up with a name that was better, that had better um, perceived qualities than Mr Sheen. And so the Johnsons, WAC people were phoned up, actually, I remember, and told to come because we had something really important to tell. And so we made this little presentation where we showed them the, the research mm-hmm. data that this name was better than Mr Sheen. And and they what they said thank you but that's not what we want yeah okay and what they wanted was a name that was almost ident- had the ah, identical okay. and they they then explained the rationale was that they that if mr sheen was going to get 10% of the market if they could introduce an equivalent quickly they'd get 5% and mr sheen would get five what they didn't want was something eating into their major product yeah, cannibalizing and yeah, yeah. um, what pledge at the time which was the big and that was an interesting um insight into marketing strategy um that uh but you know how the research um fed into that i mean picking the name was but what was great was in within six weeks of them deciding the name it was on supermarket shelves so you you got you then got the quick feedback yeah. of how that decision actually played out in the market. Would you look
1: at that data as well, or would you? Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they fed us the um, and um, that did it work? certainly initially. Yeah, it um, um, it stunted the growth yeah. <laughs> of or, the, or yeah the growth of the, the Mister Sheen.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. <clears throat> so you didn't you didn't get involved in qualitative. Research I, that. was that I, a separate I, area or, a, like, yeah, yeah.
0: I, so, yeah I, I mean, I didn't really, uh, to be honest, I, I was rather um skeptical of,
1: yeah. in what <laughs> um, way
0: because be, because, um, you know, what, you're what, about what, numbers what's and... what, yeah, what, what's the actual evidence? It, it's just somebody's opinion, you know, listening yeah. to some people talking in a focus group. Um, oh. I, uh, I, that didn't really strike <laughs> me as being real or, yeah. or, or, um, only much much later um when i i had to teach market research yeah. <laughs> and and had to cover qualitative did it, did i actually read about it yeah. and, and um learn uh yeah the 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 the, the concept the principles yeah, okay. um and uh appreciate uh they it gives you insight that you can't get. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it but it's about yeah, you know, I mean it's interpretive. Um yeah. um what I've never been very convinced by I mean there seems to be two ways of looking at the information yeah. you get out. One, where 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 people do sort of quantitative analysis of, of qualitative the the, 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 the the text, the, 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 the um um uh the um, writing up the the, and then text analysis, maybe there's...
1: um, What about concept testing? Did you get involved in, like, the creative's come up with a concept and before it goes to the client we do some testing to see if the market likes it or not?
0: um, No. The the, the stance we had, and to some degree, well, to a larger degree I still have, is that the best test is, if possible, put it in the market... Mm. Um, because you're getting a more holistic assessment of the whole um, way you're going to, um, yeah. you know, wh- where it's going to be on shelf, what price yeah. it is, as well as the the idea. Now, now <clears throat> you can't always do that, but if if at all possible, let the market tell you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, do I they suppose, buy the product or not? Is that, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. And and then then ask people afterwards when they've had the. The the whole experience of of, um, not only buying but having using it in their home and all Mm. that that sort of thing gives you, I think, a much, much richer...
1: And and if they don't buy it, take it off the shelves and... Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: If you like, the fast experimentation Mm. in the marketplace... You know, you put out six different versions, you know, and let the marketplace tell you which version yeah, is okay. is the best one, yeah. rather than trying to second guess. Um, if 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 possible, I think that's. Um, yeah. you know, I've always advised people, you know, ra- rather than asking me, you know, what I think of this new product, or asking some other people, um, quite often inside the company that that if at all possible, ask real people yeah. um, because uh, you, 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 even though you think you're being objective, you, you can't yeah. help yeah. being um, uh, in some way or other influenced by quite often what, what you hope will be yeah. uh, successful and so you interpret things in that light. Yeah,
1: okay. mm. What made you decide to leave ad- advertising world? As I say, uh, I,
0: I, um, <coughs> I saw the opportunity to go to this business school, do this three-year project. So that was sort
1: proct- of, you literally went from advertising the UK, London, it, it, to South Australia? No no, um, no, 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 uh-huh.
0: no, 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 to a big business school in the UK okay,
1: yeah.
0: um, where I was for 16 years before, oh, okay, coming, yeah. before coming to. But I initially went from the ad agency to the business school to do this three-year project with the intention of becoming older and wiser um, and um, possibly being even more recognised as an expert in, if you like, advertising effectively, and then going back into the ad agency business, yes. but, a, but at a, High a, a higher higher level. Um, at the end of the three years, I think there was a bit of a, re- a recession in the UK and certainly in the advertising industry. So it was... <laughs> As attractive to go back. Plus, the companies that had funded this project at the end of three years said, "We like what's being done. We'll fund another three years." So I was there for six years, and by you know after six years, i would become uh, a business school um, lecturer in, yeah. in effect, and um, and, and <clears throat> it was it was I it was a very a very good position to be in in the, the business school I was at, half the time was spent running short courses for companies in quite often inside the company, so you you were getting first hand experience of um, what companies were doing um, lots of lots of examples. Um, from the real world as it that fed into the the teaching yeah, yeah, um yeah. it was it was a, a, a very, but across a whole range of industries as well it was it was a great position so yeah. i you know i really enjoyed yeah. um my my time and and the, the the role I was fulfilling um uh yeah we we did projects for um British Airways, um, Jaguar, um, but mostly they were turnaround situations. Somebody, some new person was drafted in to turn around British Airways and part of their strategy usually was um, upgrading, updating their management and a business school would be brought in to run Courses um, in the yeah, okay. uh, latest thing in human resources, marketing, etc. So it was, um, great, I yeah. mean, you know, and to some degree, went all over Europe doing that as well, actually. Um, so businesses in, in,
1: like, often in challenging situations of going, we need to change yeah, yeah. our management I, skills. I, and I,
0: I can remember <laughs> when we went into British Airways, the, the people inside british airways that the man they referred to passengers as self lobbying cargo <laughs> 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 which you know told you about the culture at the time yeah. and no wonder you know customer service wasn't wasn't the greatest yeah. if that okay. was the uh, yeah the mind the mind i mean that was a long while ago yeah. but but um yeah things things like yeah. that
1: so did did you go from business school to Adelaide?
0: Yeah, then, then I came to Adelaide. So on were you headhunted? Six, and, no, uh, on a sixth month. I saw a little advert that said, words to effect, come to um, you, uh, it's SA Institute of Technology for six, for six months on, on, a, on a visit. Um, and uh, my wife and I um, had lived in Canada for a year, which was a, a great experience and made us a little bit footloose and I'd got a lot of colleagues who'd been to Australia and said how great it was, so this was an opportunity
1: What did they say was great what did they-
0: um oh the 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 lifestyle the the again the, the the fact that everything was very positive and and um whereas at the Britain at the time was a bit bit down in the dumps and there had been a lot of industrial you know Margaret Thatcher and so forth. And Australia was was um, uh, going places. That that mm. sort of atmosphere or, or um, attitude, and um, you know, and they had a great time. So it was an opportunity to come to Australia for six months. So, and I had no intention whatsoever of living living here. Came here. Um, when you're a visitor, you. You make the most of it. So at the weekends, you know, we would go somewhere, we'd go to Barossa or or we'd um, go somewhere um, or do something, you know, there'd be something on. So when we went back, we went back with a very favourable impression of here. We had a nice, interesting time. The students, I remember, I, I was very impressed by how positive they were here
1: Oh, so you were in lettering here, were you? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So for six months I, I taught marketing okay. he, he, here at, the, at Institute the Institute of Technology. Yeah. Um, mostly the MBA course, but a, a certain amount of under, undergraduates. Um, uh, and then uh, after two or three months I, I got a letter from here saying there's this position, um, more or less please apply for it, which was which was nice. And I'd been where I was in the UK for 16 years. I'd been more or less thinking I ought to move on. Um, Mm -hmm. um, And here's an opportunity. And it was a a promotion. Um, What made it easy to come back was the fact we'd lived here. We knew what we were coming to. Um, So that that, that was very, very fortunate in a way. Um, Marketing in in a, as a academic discipline was in its very early days then this is late late 80s everywhere
1: worldwide or yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. well p- 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 in the uk and the states it was already established mm. but so so here Australia it was it would, yeah. early days so there was the opportunity to come and develop things which w- which was nice the people i was going to be working with i'd already worked with they were you know, they were good people. I was very, very happy about. That. I knew, you know, we could um, be pioneering, things. couldn't you? Yeah yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and, and the demand <laughs> was, was clearly going up, which it subsequently did do. So that brings with it opportunities to uh, do things, um, hire more more people, innovate. Um, we ran in South Australia the first a marketing educators conference in Australia. We ran it for about three years mm-hmm. um, and, you know, do things like that. We wrote a textbook, um, um, you know, because no one else had done that. So, it was, yeah, it was it a good, yeah. good opportunity.
1: Did you come to Adelaide uh, in that role and say, we'll be here for a couple of years and see how it goes? Um, so did you?
0: No, that's, that's interesting. In, 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 in. What I didn't realise about Australia was that um to move your position might well mean moving city. Now in the UK you could get a new position, um a new job, but you might easily still live where you were living. You just went that caught a different train mm-hmm. or you went down a different road in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so changing jobs in the UK is not anywhere near as um the consequences aren't anywhere near as great that they would be here. You know, like if I wanted to move from Adelaide in the position I was, the... What, the, the no other position in Adelaide existed. I'd have to move to Melbourne or Sydney or okay. whatever. And that's a much bigger... I, I didn't appreciate that, actually.
1: Just the size of a place like London means that yeah. there are going to be other positions oh, exactly like yeah. that. No, you so know, you, like yeah, yeah, that's interesting.
0: 20 or 30 ad agencies, you know, you, could, you can move to another ad yeah, agency... Okay. In, in London, um, uh, no, uh, the rest of your life would, yeah. would stay the same. Whereas here, you know that that wouldn't be the case. You know, if you wanted to move up, in you know, join a bigger ad agency, you'd have to move to Melbourne or, mm. or Sydney. Which, there's, um, <clears throat> particularly say you've got children and all that sort yeah. of thing, is, is.
1: So the nervousness is, was probably like if this doesn't work out, we might have to move to another place um, or... You
0: know. I didn't really get, to be honest, give that a thought in that the immediate, and medium-term future was clearly there was going to be opportunities in Adelaide anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, to some degree, had a life where um, things turned up, you know, favourable things turned up. In, in, yeah. any, okay. Anyway, you know, I never really had to worry about having a a good, interesting job. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've lived through an era where that was probably, um, you know, available for a, a, lot of, a lot of people, particularly if you were educated and, you know, had good experiences, there would be opportunities. Yeah, yeah, okay. um, <clears throat> yeah so didn't really give that a thought, to be honest. Yeah, um,
1: OK. Uh, and how long have you been at UniSA or Institute of Tech um, now?
0: 30, 30, 30 years. years, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I stayed on an extra 10 years because you can and it's not a not a physically demanding role and interesting um, things to do. Yeah, um, yeah so... Yeah.
1: You touched on, and this is not about UniSA or any mm-hmm. or, um, universities necessarily, even at a local level, but what have you sensed over that, let's say, 30 years or so... How universities evol- have evolved in a in a positive way or, or a not so positive way? What, what have you observed? Obviously a lot.
0: Um, stuff.
1: What, what's what's what is, what is, what's what's sort of, what's what are some of the things you are seeing universities have gone in a positive direction at a, at a broad level in Australia?
0: Yeah, positive direction. Um, <clears throat> yeah.
1: Um, what about online and stuff? Like that? It was is it like, is <laughs> like, or the, the mix of students. Or
0: uh, I, I said earlier that, that I, I was associated. You know, I grew up in a small place. I went to a very small university. Um, I I <clears throat> I I like small operations. I you know I feel um, it's more more yeah more p- positive environment so to some degree i i i don't like big the fact that universities have got they've got bigger a lot lot bigger i mean there are there are the facilities probably have improved because of that um their, their their it systems are very very good um and that that that's great, and a, and a small, much smaller might not be able to, if you like, invest in having state-of-the-art um, information systems and um, technology and things like that. Um, but I, I still <laughs> feel that, to some degree, the students would would possibly have a better experience, you know, a more personal experience than yeah. <clears throat> than being in a in a large group and the st- not having much, I don't think much of a relationship. Certainly, in some courses, some programs mm-hmm. with with the staff and also um, the the people who do quite a lot of the teaching are short term, temporary people, um, and and the the full time staff. Uh, uh, in some cases, I think, are, are pretty remote. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say this, but, <laughs> but teaching f- is not the number one priority for a lot of, or for quite a lot of people in a university, but by force of circumstances, not their their choice. Um, I mean, the, but because the, the reward system has, has tended not to, to make that number one So the reward priority. is about like, what, papers or well, research? Yeah, or, yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and re- is
1: that recognition for the university or is that what? Yes, yeah. oh, yes,
0: yes, yes. And again, that's, that's. that's but <clears throat> got, interestingly, just last week, some, uh, some educational consultants put out a, a report where they've advocated that in Australia um, there can be, if you like, teaching focused university At the moment, to be to be officially recognized and call yourself a university, you have to do have research in at least three discipline areas. Um, so and they were advocating let's drop that, let's have you, institutions called universities who focus on teaching. Mm. Which for it is an interesting Undergraduates—that—that's yeah. what undergraduate—they yeah. want good teaching um, from people who are, you know, their job is to be good, good teachers. Um, <clears throat> and I—I uh, I would subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there's there's a role for research universities. You know, somebody's got to develop new knowledge mm-hmm. and things like that. But. As long as that gets transferred to the people who are doing the yeah. teaching and they're up to date, um, you know, it's horses for, for courses. Right. To, to be honest, it is um, an
1: interesting one, isn't it? I don't know, certainly <laughs> know back in my day, a couple of dec- or twenty-five or so years ago, when or twenty or so years ago when I did my last bit of study, but sort of probably twenty-five, mm. probably more, probably getting better. <laughs> like, Um when I, when I did my proper undergrad, but it's certainly sort of that, that focus then, I'm, I'm, maybe mm-hmm. because I did my undergrad, I wasn't aware of mm-hmm. all the other research that went on, but it certainly seems to be more of an emphasis on papers, but, but consulting yeah. or about, like they're, they're quite quite different. We'll have times when we're talking, yeah. we're, where, yeah, like where you're competing with more and more with with the university in, in a consulting sense as well, which is which is which is, which has always occurred to some level, mm, but being mm, more and more mm, of a case. Mm, it's, mm. I guess it's interesting in some of the discussions we've had um, that from a business side, but it also seems to be from a university side of I'm going to say an obsession with growth. The growth is the way that businesses and, and mm. maybe and universities need to go, and um but growth creates um, complexities. Growth Creates the need to maintain that revenue uh, growth mm-hmm. creates sort of mm-hmm. KPIs mm-hmm. that need to be set mm-hmm. to to do mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. What, what, whether it's in a university setting, whether it's in a business setting, from mm-hmm. com- mm-hmm. well, you, David they're, about they're, growth, they're, and... They're, they're,
0: they're, they are very similar to businesses. Now, yeah. they, I mean, they they have. I mean, because they're big, they have to be run as a, in effect, a, a, a business mm-hmm. operation. I mean, all all the same requirements. Um, apply i mean but what it means is that um you you employ you spend a lot of money on running the organization you know i mean half the money goes on administrative and Mm -hmm. support uh, people and functions um poor students i mean a, a big proportion of what they pay goes to pay for research, Mm. which they don't have a a very immediate benefit from, and to pay for the um, administration and and running the organisation. You know, so only a fraction goes into the direct Mm. um, teaching of them, and yet they're paying for those Mm. other two activities, um, which... um, doesn't in a Im- very immediate sense do anything for them, yeah. um, which is, whereas <laughs> my view, a small, much smaller institution would, would could could be more self-managing. Um, you know, you, you don't need the big bureau- bureaucracy infrastructure, and would be more personal. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I'm glad somebody yeah. is starting to. Uh, Question: yeah, yeah. Do we need just these great big um, institutions that that are um, um, they're they major major mm-hmm. employers? Um, but um, you know, could that be yeah, run yeah. in a in a different way? Right.
1: Um, it's it's interesting. It, it, it's an interesting conversation. I guess sometimes you kind of wonder, like. Uh, there's that opportunity potentially for a disruptor that that, that does it differently. That maybe yeah, they've got yeah, a different yeah, focus, yeah, for example. Yeah, I guess yeah. because it's, I'm assuming it's complex to to just go out there and create your own little university. Yeah. But but I, but, mm. but I guess there's that dis- disruption there. And um, I
0: I yeah. thought online would would be the disruptor. Yeah. That, and I still feel that if um in universities say in the states not not the the elite but the next echelon that have somewhat of an international reputation and name that if they offered really well run well designed um engaging degree courses online they'd be a big threat mm. to um other countries
1: institutions let's say stanford or someone like that say so we're going to have a, oh, an amazing I don't, I don't think they ever would they weren't won't but, ever but, do but it. Okay.
0: somewhere like georgia tech or something yeah. like, which which has a um, <clears throat> you know is a has a good reputation and things like that that if you were sitting in south australia and you're thinking um, where, where 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 shall i do a marketing degree shall i do it in south australia and i'd end up with a degree from south australia or should i do it through georgia tech and end up with my degree from georgia tech which in the world in the future is going to be better i I would think internationally uh, i would be better off with um this degree from a
1: the, the psychological, yeah. the, the geographic yeah. boundaries come yeah. down, yeah. don't yeah. they? Really, yeah. is I it? mean, it's about
0: you know acquiring a brand. <coughs> mm. Would you acquire a relatively unknown brand to be associated with, okay. or yeah, one yeah. that is more internationally known? Yeah, okay. um, so it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that hasn't happened. <coughs> I can't have a feeling though. It 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 might happen. Mm.
1: I wonder whether, we're, like, and this is maybe in a, in a commercial setting uh, as well, but I wonder. Like, I say, think about groups like banking or or other groups that they might say we want to be innovative and serve customers more, but they've got shareholders and investors, yes, and, and they yes. can't just go, "We're going to innovate and start doing this," because that creates the other thing creates a risk. So therefore, they. Their their mm. risk tolerance potentially mm. actually drops back because they don't they can't actually oh, yeah. they've they've got such high KPIs and financial yeah. um, figures to that, very, that they can't actually focused. be innovative like yeah. growth growth doesn't actually create in a, in in the mine it maybe pers- mm. it seems like it would create opportunities for innovation but actually in reality it creates the need to yeah. feed the monster yeah. and
0: yeah I, th- I think the, the 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 people that advocate um big, big companies. Um, setting up a, almost a separate company that for if they've got some innovation that they, mm-hmm. they think that, so that so that it's run in a different um, environment and not subject to the the bureaucratic requirements. That in, in, that's a much better way mm-hmm. um, than trying to do it within your existing organisation. You know, have people who trying to do something in a new party yeah, yeah. they, so they you had to,
1: to innovate within that big organisation no. if we had an offshoot that was going to be more of a disruptor potentially yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: and yeah. and again the, the the offshoot doesn't have the the overheads doesn't mm. have to carry the overheads that you would have to carry in a, in a big organisation yeah. um, and and but, but you can operate you can operate in a different way you know yeah. you can have different rules and things so um, yeah I, I i suspect it's much easier but People want to um, get the glory of having done it within mm. within the company, yeah, uh, and yeah. uh, that's a that's conf- on. conflict.
1: Yeah. One, one of the things that obviously growth is a, is a is a big focus for for a lot mm. of entrepreneurs mm. and enterprises, and you hear about startups trying to raise or to, trying to get up to be a unicorn, one billion dollar business, and things like that. But there's also a big trend because of the, the world's so global and markets mm. markets can be accessed. Easily remotely of artisans, sort of handmade jewelry or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or winemakers mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. Do you, do you have any sense of whether there's that opportunity for those smaller businesses to grow in, in this kind of world? It's probably a bit of a. a
0: th- um, well, well, they do. <laughs> yeah. um, so the, 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 there are op- opportunities. Um, I, I, I I get a sense of what's required to be successful in a lot of cases. A lot of really hard work and uh, almost ob- obsession, yeah. which uh,
1: hard work in what sort of way?
0: Uh, you know? Just the time and yeah. the hours. It's so yeah. it so it so it seems. Um, uh, uh, yeah. So uh, p- presumably, not everybody's. Personality and make and circumstances allow them to to be that dedicated and ob- obsessional. Um, so there may well be some good ideas that fall by the wayside because the people who were putting them into the marketplace, if you like, in a way, weren't mm. up to it. Um, hopefully, though, other other people learn of the opportunity yeah. and and. Um, uh, take take it on, um, yeah. So uh, that's that's what what is happening. There, yeah. there are, but there are there are a lot of forces, and vested interests, ranged against um, new ideas mm. and new ways of doing doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's 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 not a not a a, a greenfield situation. Mm. Trying to start something. There's lots more.
1: There's a lot, lot more competitors. Is yeah, nice?
0: yeah, yeah. Both, both, both. But as I said, the, the vested, the vested interests um, are can be very, very powerful. Um, you know, like if you're going to disrupt a bank, a bank has got an awful lot of mm. resources
1: to, so they're going to protect their sector yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's in their interest, interest too. They're not going to fall over themselves yeah. and say, "But please, by all means, take our customers." Yeah. Uh, um, so it's, uh, uh, I mean, I, th- I think if something is, is clearly better, uh, it's easy to understand and doesn't take a lot of infrastructure to make available, then, then I, I think that's going to be mm. successful. In other words, the, I mean, it's like, like Uber and the taxi industry, mm. um, uh, It's easy, easy to use. You know, a lot of lot of advantages, um, and uh, I think, and possibly the taxi industry has, has in a way, probably become very or was very complacent. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. there were it it existed for, and um, I mean they being wise after the event they should have invented or they could or have yeah, that's right. d- developed the technology that that runs uber mm. i mean uh, you know having ha- having on your phone the, the map and showing mm. the car coming toward you and all that stuff so, well, i
1: mean could, they 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 had a lot of time to respond and replicate or even to, even to, yeah, yeah that's right yeah, yeah. yeah. but
0: it still still happens. that's uh, exactly right <laughs> but but ha- i mean it's the old, old 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 thing that you know they should have introduced yeah, yeah, yeah. In the um, uber system but why why mm. why should they you know everything yeah. every, everything was working fine as yeah. as the is interesting I, I
1: wonder sort of in taxis you look and i catch a lot of taxis and um uh, my frustration is that you, you, they've got. A, they often have a poor service yep. and a poor yep. product. Yep. And yep. Yep. I, th- I think back in my twenties, when I used to take the role of a taxi, was to get you home after you've had too many drinks, and <laughs> somehow rather I got home and had some nights where mm. I, mm. I don't know how. But I think mm. nowadays, I think I have this fear that they wouldn't know how to find your house. And you're going, well, how can you do that when essentially the technology is mm-hmm. um, is mm-hmm. is more able mm-hmm. to find your home? But back, back, but, back but in the day... But you can
0: understand that, that, um, that everything was fine. Nobody... I mean, there were criticisms. But but because they didn't have any competitor, mm-hmm. then why, why change? Yeah. Um, and
1: they just sort of... <laughs> lot, it was almost like the stakeholders and in a sector like that, just go. Oh, we don't know how to change. or We're not going to. Or we're mm. going to. Well, yeah. or they became, become protectionist, or they want yeah. regulation oh, yeah. to. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, the yeah. Sadly, that they, uh, they they allowed a competitor to yeah, they did. rather rather rather. I mean, when Uber was introduced, had they quickly recognised? The the advantages and as you said sort of replicated the, mm. but because it, it it each each town presumably has its own little taxi com- companies they as an industry that they, they presumably weren't able to yeah, yeah, yeah. as an industry wide recognise Uber and um, resolve to do something you know seeing the extent of the threat
1: yeah uh, that's right I think I think they're trying now. I know. A few months ago, I went to Melbourne and I caught a taxi and I was, I was chatting to the guy. He was very mm-hmm. entrepreneurial. He had a beautiful little sort of SUV um, four wheel drive that he left oh, no, This was
0: Uber. No, no that's not oh, Uber. That was an oh, Uber actually. And oh, but what he said is okay. because the ah.
1: taxis have being hit by Uber. Ah. The cost Uh, of a license plate used to be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, so a lot of people got really burnt there. But he could get one. I think was it was Uh, some small amount of money. It was like five hundred bucks, and uh, you paid a couple. There's probably not the right figures, but a couple hundred bucks a month. So the entry of even entering into a taxi that was because Uh, it was a taxi it had a taxi symbol and it was was potentially a a bit more trusted. So so it's Uh, even so potentially that's kind of changed. You don't you, you. I understand you wouldn't go and buy a taxi license now for one or 200 grand (laughs) because you're you're not going to get your
0: return. Yes, yes, yes.
1: A question for you Mm. like, so Mm. obviously you've gone through a different journey in in your career and and, and discovered marketing in many ways, as as you've, um, I think, as you said, by accident. Mm. Is marketing still relevant? (laughs) Big question. Well, it
0: it depends how you uh, define marketing. Sadly, marketing is is still equated with. Advertising and promotion, um, <clears throat> from a from a, a, a academic point of view, from the point of view of um, attracting students and getting students to do marketing, I, it needs a new name. It needs a, a name that that equates it to the the, the much more the strategy um, el- element. Um, that I'll I just. Um, remembering that um, McDonald's in in Switzerland of all places introduced McDonald's hotels mm. uh, um, and um, the, the, the segue I mean there are all sorts of examples of things that the the marketing strategy wasn't right mm. um, or, or the the belief that the, de- the the demand was there was was wrong Mm. or or the way they were positioned was wrong you know all the things that that advertising is not the solution Mm. that that needed to be a lot more thought analysis planning before i mean that that that's what i mean that's what we mean by marketing but it's not how it's perceived Mm. and and, and in a lot of organized companies it's not perceived Mm. that that way so the term marketing is, is tainted, you know, it's got mm. the wrong connotation. Has a perception
1: of being like ads and... Yeah, 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 like yeah.
0: and that's all. You know, whereas in many ways that should come last in your marketing um, strategy development. Uh, you know, you've got to get all the other things right first and understand the market. So capturing that meaning and um, activity in... in that people can understand it <coughs> is is I mean I've been searching for years <laughs> for, for a way of capturing that aspect mm. of marketing which is more important. Um, but uh, I've, I've, for a while I, I, I wanted to call our program marketology yeah. because I, th- I thought that sounded more serious. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the study of markets yeah, yeah. rather than marketing meaning yeah, yeah, yeah. advertising and promotion things like that yeah so the the there's still uh, uh just as there's always been a, a a need for marketing i think it's being you know our sense you know the the more strategic sense is being provided presumably by by consultants mm-hmm. um rather than um uh, the ad agencies they they've sort of i think lost that that Role in that marketing, yeah, yeah. I wonder, well, sort of. Um,
1: I, I guess we, um, we sort of have different um organizations we deal with. I think we probably we might deal with like innovation managers, or we might deal with a strategy director within an organization, yeah, and it's becoming yeah, less yeah. and less marketing. And yeah, I yeah. think sometimes it's maybe if marketers. Being, I think, no, 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 this is unfixed. We've got many uh, clients who, uh, have a, quite a, exactly how you t- uh, refer to marketing, it's exactly how they see marketing, but I think there's still a conversation that many marketers really just want to create a tele ad or, or a, a nice ad and, and then there's still that conversation there and then there's mm-hmm. conversation around they want to have a social media campaign and it's yeah, it, it yeah. really very much about the marketing is the promotion side. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I wonder yeah. sometimes whether some marketers, not all, but some marketers have missed they did own the customer and own the consumer. Mm. I think other parts of the business mm. are starting to own that
0: mm. more. Yes, Because yes, yes.
1: The marketers were perhaps focused on the promotion bit, not on yes. the customer and, yeah
0: and, and and maybe the the, the bigger picture market has, has has been successful in the sense that that's now appreciated by other yeah, okay. other yeah. functions in inside organizations appreciate the need for the more strategic the understanding mm. that the, the customer mm. more thoroughly so in so it's it's um, sown the seeds of its own right. destruction And research in is a the way. same. I think mm. research gets
1: mm. design thinkers and <laughs> human-centred designers and even design sprints and the likes are going, essentially yeah. they're taking away things that, yes. that we've done yes. forever, yes. Like yes. we've done yes. for yes. Yes. as long as you've been in research, David, mm. Mm. and we're going, oh, uh, that's yeah. the stuff that we've been doing forever yeah. and somehow rather you've been able to market it in a yeah. way that goes that like design thinking or design sprints is, is really exciting, but that's kind of what, as researchers, oh, we were, or, we've all... Yes, and marketers, yes,
0: yes. In other marketers words, have yes. always In done. In other words, other people can learn the... The, the, the procedures, yeah, the techniques, right. the, the methodology. That's right. Yeah. And, yeah, it's frustrating when they call it by another name.
1: Yeah. Um, and it becomes more popular. <laughs> yes. I'm thinking, you go, wow, just, that's the stuff that we do. And, yeah, yeah. and they go, oh, it sounds, it's, it's, it's a really cool And there's a certain cool amount one. of
0: rediscovering the, the wheel as well. That's right. You know, no, the, 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 they come out with pronouncements and insights. And I think, but, you know, that's ten, ten, 10 years then, ago. Oh, so
1: then also something I thing, I oh, look and I go, there's mm-hmm. no evidence. There's no Mm. Actually, the the research bit is actually kind of often, they'll say there's research, but it's such a small component Mm, of mm, of those sort of mm. processes. And I'll have conversations in our our, our sector, our industry market research, market and social research, and there'll be conversation around, well, What's the difference between market research and marketing research?
0: Mm-hmm. And some people mm-hmm. go, oh,
1: it's exactly the same. They're, they're just different mm-hmm. terms. And I go, well, my, my perception mm-hmm. is that marketing research assumes the answer is marketing mm-hmm. on a very mm-hmm. traditional mm-hmm. side, but mm-hmm. often, mm-hmm. where market research maybe looks at the broader market and goes, well, mm-hmm. there might be an, it might be marketing, it might mm-hmm. be promotion, it might be. Mm-hmm. What's your sense? So yeah. Is there a difference between market and marketing? Um, <clears throat> Not really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it comes out how, how you define. So something that that I I feel um, there's possibly been a, a regression, or, or there's there's a need for that. When problems occur, there's there's a tendency for people to sort of guess the the solution or to guess mm. the cause. Whereas if they previously put in place. Um, metrics or information gathering on a regular basis, when the problem crops up, they've got more um, way or better ways of understanding the problem and knowing, if you like, the the real cause rather than... um, guessing mm. and quite often they they in effect they guess somebody says i know what the re- the either what the, what the solution is they try it and it doesn't work um but but it was in effect just a guess maybe a slightly informed guess whereas if if <clears throat> if they they got regular information mm. about customer behavior or whatever coming through when when the problem crops up. They can go and, if you like, interrogate the data mm. and and um, be in a, in a much better position to know, I, well, to some degree, to, well, to a large degree, to solve a problem. Mm. You've got to know the cause. And and if you don't know the cause, then you're, you're guessing. And mm. I, I perceive that in management, in effect, there's a lot of guessing goes mm. on, and it's because they... Uh, they haven't put in place uh, regular um, information, you know, about customers, about what's going on in the marketplace. And um, I I think that's a role for market research. I mean, it might not be called market research, but if it's... Identifying
1: changes and shifts and patterns. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Such that when either you get early warning that things are starting to change um rather than the occasional dip into the mm. marketplace. Or
1: dipping in when there's a problem. Well, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um <clears throat> yeah, so I, I I feel there's um in a way the opportunity I mean it cost it costs money and and mm. um uh but uh, then again if if you have a problem and yeah, yeah. and you uh, too late recognizing it, or you guess the solution. It can actually cost you more in in the end. That's
1: right. Um, yeah, that's <coughs> interesting. Then, but but I guess it's from a, a sector mm. like like ours, it's been disrupted. and It's about being innovative in how you solve those those solutions, mm. and that mm. there's still that need for for mm. understanding mm. consumers, customers, like there was back yeah, in the day. Yeah, don't yeah, yes, 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 yes. yes.
0: That, That's, that's uh, um, and whether whether I, th- I think harnessing. Technology. There's still scope for that in 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 that you know, we're all carrying about around <laughs> an mm. instrument that monitors minute by minute uh, a lot of what what we we do or where we're going and things like that. Um, the 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 I mean, it's quite old now that that um, you you could detect um, flu emerging from what people search for mm. I mean, uh, 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 yeah. uh, that google you know if you like is in a position to identify early signs of yeah. um various phenomena happening mm. in the in the you don't need to go and interview people as it were you yeah. you you, you <clears throat> That's or right. you can be alerted to um what's happening in the world That's in right. other ways now Understanding and I think they sort of just,
1: on, just on that one, I think mm. like Facebook mm. and the like, sort of have it so that well, mm. technically, I don't know if they do it, but that they can identify somebody, potentially you can be a suicide risk, That the conversation, yes, the words yes, they're using yes, and, yes, and, and, and that yes, can set up yes, a warning, which, yes. is, which is amazing to think that that's actually a... It's almost sort of the yeah. information's been collected on a very organic level. Yes. But potentially we can get to that point yeah. where we go, well, this person's got a problem, what can we do to intervene?
0: Yeah, yeah. And, um, or, or Or to know... that something is happening or about to happen. I think you'll still need, if you like, the qualitative approach to answer the question why. Um, um, In in terms of, you know, like if people are drinking less or drinking more, the the data will tell you you that and will tell you physically where that's happening and so on and so forth. But answering the question why, you're still going to need the... Going to talk to people, yeah, I, I, yeah, pre- I presume. The technology, yeah. um, maybe the technology will enable you to interact with yeah, people, yeah. you know, and, and get them to tell you things rather than physically visiting right. them and mm-hmm. so forth. But um, so we're going to be able to know what's happening, I think, much better and much quicker. But there's still the question: why? Mm. Which uh, will require a, a, a form of, well, possibly traditional forms of um, research. Yeah. Re, re, research.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm. We started off as you as with you as a young boy in the UK. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on the young people, whether it's school aged or young professionals in their starting out their careers of mm. what they should do to? have a successful life or a successful career, whatever that means.
0: I I was speaking... I've been doing a a music um, course and all all the other people... You play music, don't you? you Yeah, yeah. Um, What do you you play, don't you? I play the the trombone forever. Since you were a child? Yeah, but because I grew up in this small town played in the local brass band my music education was almost non-existent so now i've got a bit of time i've decided i better do a music course find out what i should know but all the, the you know i'm with people early 20s and things like that and they're very very nice and so and <clears throat> i was speaking to one, one of them and uh, and i was saying how i'd changed my career you know maybe three times and she said oh oh we're we are we we now we expect to change our career twelve times in their lifetime I, wow. that that staggered me I, I i don't know on what that's based but um <clears throat> if that's the the case then um yep you 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 you've got to recognize when presumably one particular career is um declining and already have been looking for the for the next one. Um, and therefore um retraining and uh being flexible would, would seem to be um something that yeah. I never So that really flexibility
1: about knowing when, when one to, career to, is coming to a yeah, an yeah end when to and move
0: and, out of one thing and, and and move on rather than hanging on and and uh uh assuming, you know, like the tax industry, that it'll always be there. Yeah. Um, it, it, and you've had
1: a bit of rest risk-taker in you. You've kind of obviously sort of moved from one career to the next in different roles and, and randomly came across marketing. Or, or, yeah, you yeah, yeah. But, but you know, that's obviously it's something in you to explore I, and... Yeah,
0: yes. I mean, I, it never never crossed my mind about living... You know, I, I had a good job in the steel industry, but... Uh, I, it never crossed my mind that I was I was giving up safety, you know, or mm-hmm. security. I, I just this this new, you know, this marketing is something that's of the future. I better get into it. Yeah. That just seemed the automatic thing to do. I, I was single, you know. I I didn't have any other, in a way, response it. So that possibly enabled me to to do that. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I think that's that. that appears to be the, yeah. the, the future yeah. um,
1: go with the flow of and, life and, and really, isn't it? Yeah.
0: rather than assuming somebody else will give you a job um if needs be employing yourself i think is of yeah. of today's world because that seems to be the big trend, trend isn't it really yeah. there seems
1: to be a big trend about going to be self employed um creating yeah. a job not like yeah, getting a yeah, job
0: uh, yeah uh, i mean that was just not the environment that I grew up Someone in, in that
1: situation mm. of going, I'm going to be an artisan. I'm going to create my own job. Mm. Do you have a sense of where marketing fits to make sure that, that, that they're successful? You talked about hard mm. work before, but is that mm. is mm. that still about getting your brand out there and being visible? And
0: yeah, I mean, I think that that's a a skill and a know how that more you know most people ideally should already have now i remember i got i, got, uh, I interacted with a headhunter in, in when i was working in london and things like that um at one, i think he was trying to headhunt me for some job and he said to me um how many hours a week do you spend planning your career and i i've I said, you know, only if I was unhappy in my job would I think about that. And he, he – I mean, this was yeah. in the late he, – he said, you know, you should spend two hours a week planning your – and thinking about that. <clears throat> now, I, I didn't need to, yeah. but I, I imagine today that's something
1: that – People. Yeah. What's the next step and those sort of things? Are, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and
0: thinking about what's hap- you know, the, this this role that I'm fulfilling at the moment. What what's happening? You know, what's happening mm. in the world? Um, d- is there some aspect of it that I need to cl- you know get clued up more in and things like that? Now, able people are going to be able to do that, but but the, if you like the less able, mm. um, uh. Uh, you know, to, to, I'm sure to a, a, a lot of um, well-educated people, you know, to say to them, you, you need to be thinking about marketing yourself more. And you know, I think they mm. take that on board, but and, and find out how to do it. Whereas um, people who are less fortunate, um, you know, quite what the future mm. is is for them. Yeah. You know, because manufacturing, you I know, mean, is. As a, as a mass employer, so people who
1: do rely on mm. getting a job is yeah, going to be more yeah, challenging, yeah,
0: then. yeah, uh, yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, so, <clears throat> um, uh, I, th- I think society is going to have to <clears throat> come to terms with that. It would be nice if it was done in a more planned way than, than what tends to happen in a haphazard, you know, other votes in it. Um, if there aren't, well, then let's mm. not bother about that, let them. Mm look after themselves well. Um, yeah. I think, you know, the societal consequences yeah. of uh, <clears throat> not addressing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Lots of questions in my head, Dave, but I think we'll sort of bring it to, to a close. Just a, just a final um, kind of point of how can, people can find you through UniSA's website, I'm assuming. Is that right? Yeah, I'm still... Um, <coughs> you on social media or anything like that or...?
0: Um not very much yeah. to be yeah. <laughs> quite so, honest um, I, 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 I suppose I come from an era where yeah that didn't exist but i I've, be, I've been i mean i know about about Facebook and how they use the data and and i i, I sort of although i'm a user of yeah. <laughs> of that from a commercial point of view i, I, I yeah I don't, I don't like the idea of um my being understood um <clears throat> Through my use of social media, yeah. but um, and and to some degree, I I don't seem to to, to need, need it. it. Yeah. My, my wife is is forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> um, you know, I, I yeah, there we go. I don't really understand, but but that's she that's, likes that, and, yeah, and, and and a lot of people clearly, yeah. Are you still, you're still of. teaching? No, 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 What's no, your role no. Now? I thought, no. No, no, I'm. <clears throat> Been, as i was mentioning to you when we met earlier, they have been doing this big study on um, brand placement, product placement, yeah. in um, particularly in, in TV, yeah. and done a big, big study with a thousand respondents and big experiments and things like that. Um, and that, that's what I'm ha- happened to be working on at the moment, which yeah, that's great.
1: yeah is um, and, something we were saying I, when we had that conversation: the product placement becoming. More and more, yeah.
0: For, for, you know, uh, as comments. circumstances change, as people in various ways avoid um, ad- advertising, either actively, you know, switching off or whatever, mm. or just not being presented with it. You know, in the in the sense, some entertainment media doesn't have advertising. I read somewhere that like something like 350 million people in the world have ad blockers mm-hmm. either on their computer or on the, on their phone, you know. So yeah, okay. <clears throat> actually getting through to people through advertisements. Um, one of the interesting things about the, um, the, the study we've done, I mean, there's, there's a lot of suspicion and, and even uh, criticism um, of brand placement that that it's almost unethical or deceitful. Um, we um, we've we've found that um, the way people, if you like, the mental processes when they see an advertisement and when they see brand placement are not that different. Um, <clears throat> there's explicit and implicit memory, and um, the reaction to brand placement, if you like, goes through implicit memory, a bit more than advertisements. But they still both are um, associated with explicit and implicit memory. So in that sense, brand placement is not um, <clears throat> a, a different um, animal, a dif- different um, <clears throat> process as far as people's reactions to it. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's interesting. I think that's... that's in some sense, or reassuring to, uh, um, um, or should be reassuring both to marketers but all, also to regulators. Because you know, I, I think if brand placement gets so big, that it that it's seen as something that's undesirable, then there could well be legislation to to limit it. Okay, um, yeah, um, that's good. That's, um, that's
1: interesting. And so mm, you're having fun exploring that area, and mm, so you've got to be, yeah, you've got yeah, freedom to, to, to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. No, no, good. And write and write papers about it, and read about it. Yeah. yeah thank you so mm. much
1: for your time. No right. pleasure, right. pleasure. It's been yeah, good it's been to great. talk. You. to oh, you. I've been fascinating. Thank you. Hey, Jason here to say goodbye. Until next time, please subscribe to Real People via iTunes, your favorite podcast platform. While you are there, please leave a review. If you're interested in receiving our every Friday, same time, emails on everything human-centered, customer-focused, entrepreneurialism and thinking different, Popular articles by me, the Squareholes team, and special guests who have included Professor Barry Bergen, Christy Anthony, and Suet Anantula. Please go to squareholes.com forward slash blog to read and join our email list. You can also follow me, Jason Dunstone, on Twitter or your favourite social media. Thank you for listening. Uru.